Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode here again. I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode back. Sea Turtles 102. You know, getting a little bit more in-depth into the sea turtles. If you haven't listened to that one, go ahead and give it a listen. We are here uh, today again for a, an episode I'm excited for. Um, it was really cool to do the research for this episode and get to learn more about it. And I am excited to share it with you guys. So we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but before we do that, just a little catch up. Nope. I don't really have much to kept, uh, catch up on. Do you guys sometimes and I feel like so much of my life I'm just like doing the same things you know like I go to work I hang out with the turtles and I could like go into depth about that which is cool and stuff this is like when I'm talking to like my family and stuff when I'm like catching up or like you know you talk to friends and family with some regularity and I feel like my family's always like so what's new and I'm like nothing I go to work with the turtles I come home and I work on the podcast. I email professors and uh, sometimes I go to the gym. Sometimes I go to the beach. And uh, yeah, what's new with you? Like, I never feel like there's that much to say, you know? Like, I could go I could go into depth about what's new at the turtle. I could give you an in-depth biography of all of the sea turtles at work or like something like that. But I don't know. Is that what people do? Is that I like... I don't know. Just me. Whatever. <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, meh. There's not much. I mean, there's things I could say, but I don't know if you guys you particularly care. So we're going to just dive right on into this episode. I have a feeling that this episode is going to be a little bit shorter than normal, um, just because I'm still learning about it and I don't have the like super hands-on experience with this one yet and so this is like my first initial kind of dive in to it so I feel like it'll be a shorter episode just so you guys know which you obviously know because when you click on it you can see how long it is so yeah anywho today we are going to talk about biophilic design which is so cool. You guys should absolutely look up. I have a whole board about it on Pinterest. It's called Biophilic Design. Um, I will link that in the description so you guys can see my Pinterest board if you are ever lacking inspiration or just want to see how cool biophilic design can be. But it's so cool. And I was talking about it with my dad like before I started the podcast and just kind of like how cool it is because I've you know, knew that he would also find it cool. So yeah, it's cool. But like I said, I don't have tons of firsthand experience with it because I live in an apartment, you know, and I'm not like in my home that I will have for an extended period of time. This is kind of, you know, an apartment that I'll have this year. Next year, we'll probably have a different apartment. And then I'll be in grad school, probably have a different apartment. Who knows how long I'll be in that one. So like it just, you know, is not something that you do when you're moving around every so often. But when I have a home that I'm in for like, I know that this is where I'm going to be for an extended period of time, which that'll be fascinating feeling of knowing that like I will live in this place for the foreseeable future as opposed to I will live in this place for meh, maybe a, two years. Anywho, sidetracked again, 
when I have a home, I will be incorporating biophilic design into that home for sure. But for now, I just want to talk about it because it's so cool. And I think you can incorporate small things into the way that you furnish and decorate your place that you have now, even if it's not like, you know, your forever home where you're going to be doing these things. But let's just get into it with a little bit of a description. So the definition of biophilic design is architectural framework that weaves the patterns and forms of nature into the built environment to strengthen the human nature connection. So everything about biophilic design is about strengthening the human nature connection. I think I read somewhere on one of these articles for doing all of this that we spend 90%. We spend 90% of our lives indoors which is insane. I mean, it kind of makes sense when you think about it, like you sleep inside and that's a solid like 40% of your time and then you work mostly inside. And this number, you know, fluctuates depending on your lifestyle. But on average, we spend 90% of our time inside. So like, of course, for me at least, I would want that inside interior space to connect me a little bit more with the outside and it has been proven to have so many benefits and I'm going to talk about those as well but basically we're trying to bring it's trying to bring the outside in through the use of plants trees texture color water fresh air natural materials all sorts of stuff like that so if you think of you know being outside and then you think of being inside you want to try and make that difference as little as possible and and it's not just plants right I feel like a lot of time people are like oh biophilic design like just cover your house in plants and that you know part of it plants are definitely part of it but that's not that if you just have a bunch of plants in your house and not these other aspects it wouldn't be biophilic design it would just be like you would be living in a greenhouse basically so let's talk about the benefits First, should we not? No, we're not going to talk about the benefits. Silly. We're going to continue talking about um, the kind of key components, right? So natural light is huge. Have as much natural light as possible. Mirrors are useful for that because they reflect the natural light around. Open your blinds, that sort of thing. Fresh air also. So like opening your windows when you can. Which I was thinking about this as I was doing my research and I keep wanting to open my windows but like there's a smoke shop like cigars (laughs) below me and I don't want that and I also live on a pretty busy road and it's loud and there's lots of cars and I don't really want that either so I don't really want like I want to open my windows but I don't want to open my windows you know what I'm saying but when if you can open your windows do it so natural light fresh air natural materials so like woods and like raw edges and like metal and terracotta and plaster and clay and natural fibers and jute and cotton and stuff like that like the natural stuff bringing that in more and natural shapes and organic lines so like not necessarily having like super rigid squared like doorways and things and like having your counter have that raw edge and having the the curves to it and having a doorway I saw a picture I think it's on the Pinterest of this doorway right doorway in 
side somewhere and it's framed in instead of having like a normal door frame that you think of when you think of like a door it's framed in with this like raw almost live looking piece of wood and it's so cool it's so incredibly cool having it just like framed in that way yeah yeah it is it's so cool um so anywho natural shapes and lines colors from nature so having your greens and your blues and your earth tones and not as much of the like pastels and the uh jeweled tones and stuff like that um which of course like all colors are from nature but there are are colors that you can like associate more with and know are like earthier colors right more natural colors and then of course there's a component which is plants and living things there are some quantities associated with this so if you are a business which they are there are businesses that are incorporating biophilic design into their workspaces which has so many good benefits that i'll talk about in a minute but so if you're a business or if you're a person and you just want to know all of the like specific numbers the numbers are that plants account for at least one percent of your floor area right so if you have 100 square feet one square foot is a plant one percent right and then the other one is that you have one living wall which is equivalent to two percent of your floor area or the largest wall whichever one is bigger on each floor and those are both on each floor so right one percent of plant one percent of your floor area on each floor is plants and one and two percent or the largest wall is a living wall on each floor those are just some quantities for the like plants and then we've got six principles of biophilic design so again the overall thing is kind of all nature bringing it inside but through the use of environmental features natural shapes natural patterns and processes so like you know not super processed materials um, light and space place-based relationships and evolved human nature relationships so it's all about cultivating these relationships between a person and a place and nature and the person and kind of doing that all together when we're still inside because we spend a lot of time inside and I think it I think it is hearkening back to like when humans you know first evolved we did not live in houses we lived in caves or tents which were literally made out of some sticks that we found and hides from animals completely natural materials right and then eventually we settled down we invented agriculture we made it we made towns and villages and the villages became cities and then the cities became all industrialized and now we're making our houses out of like metal and steel and glass and harsh lines and very futuristic and it's almost as if like we wanted to prove that we're above nature by living in these things that don't look like they're part of this world which to me just seems kind of silly like we are a part of this world we are a part of nature even if you know, as much as we try and think we're above it, we're not. We have an impact on nature with every decision that we make, just like every other plant and animal, animal has an impact on the things around them with every decision or action that they take, whether or not they have the ability to make decisions per se. So like, to me, the whole concept of biophilic design is 
going back to that relationship that we used to have with nature and the world around us where we were a part of it and we weren't separate from it. But doing that in such a way that allows us to continue to have the same benefits and comfort that we've grown to enjoy in having these homes and houses and apartments and things. We're not getting rid of that. We're just trying to kind of put the two together, right? Have the the comfort of the home and the apartment to together with the, the serenity and the relationships that we can have with nature. So those are the principles. Benefits. I'm going to talk about the benefits because there are so many. Plants improve air quality. I believe I mentioned this in a previous episode, but six to eight snake plants in a sealed room produce enough oxygen for a person to survive in there. Six to eight plants. And snake plants are not that big. But six to eight snake plants in a sealed room makes enough oxygen for humans to breathe. So, you know, I learned this. I went out and I got myself a snake plant. I have it. She lives with me. And so those plants, they improve the air quality of the air that you're breathing and the air that you're living in. They lower your blood pressure, right? Being around plants and being around these more natural forms have been shown to lower our blood pressure because we're not so stressed. Um again, reduces stress, goes hand in hand, or lowering blood pressure, and improves your mood. Like, I just get, I just get happy when I look at my plants, and I have three. Let's be real. In my apartment, in my, in my bedroom, I have three, and then we have a pothos out in, in the kitchen, and I have my basil plant that lives by the window. So, I don't have tons of plants, right? Like I said, I'm in an apartment. I don't want to get like tons and tons of plants and then have to move them because moving plants is difficult. And then like, you know, after another year, whenever I go to grad school, I'll be moving even further with my plants. But it does so, so much good for like your health and your mood. But it also increases productivity. So it's been proven that with offices that incorporate biophilic design, that they're employees are 8 to 15% more productive in those areas, in those spaces. So not only is it better for you, but it's also better for your productivity. And as a business, as a company, like that is key. It's also great for creativity, like being, seeing nature and more natural things and not just the harsh lines of what we have kind of grown accustomed to seeing as man-made is great for creativity. If you think creativity is not straight line it's more natural it's more kind of organic and flowing such as all the natural shapes um and then it's also good for improving memory so just kind of hanging out in those more natural spaces is good for improving memory so it's so good and it's so good (laughs) in so many ways but you may be thinking and you may be similar to me um in living in more of a temporary housing situation And by temporary, I mean like on the order of a couple of years, not on the order of, you know, your life or a couple of days. And you may be wondering, how do I incorporate biophilic design easily? Or like, I don't have the money or the space to put in a living wall on my largest wall. Like, I don't have that. So here are some kind of easy things that you can do to incorporate biophilic design or just these concepts kind of a little bit more into your daily, daily life. One, fresh air open your windows and this is what I was saying like I would love to be able to open my windows but I just don't 
feel comfortable doing that because one I'm afraid I'm just going to start smelling like cigar smoke which is not a good smell for me um also kind of counteracting my like having plants to help purify my air and then I put let smoke to come into it but you know and then also living next to a busy street and it's loud and there's a restaurant below us and it's just a whole lot of things so open your windows if you can uh maximize your natural light so open those curtains as much as you can bring in some mirrors reflective surfaces to bounce that around and and use natural light i mean i don't turn my lights on when i wake up no i'm waking up it's light enough outside now during the winter i did have to turn them on for a little bit but as soon as the sun is up and it's light enough outside to see pretty much turn the lights off and i use that to see inside and then i use it don't don't turn the light on until like it's dark outside (laughs) honestly often i'm going into my room the light's still not on it's fully dark outside and then i turn on my light i also don't have an overhead light so that might also contribute but you know natural light um incorporate plants like we said i have a list at the end of some easy easy starter plants if you need some suggestions use natural materials so when you're buying your furniture or you're getting a new rug or you're getting decorations like try and think of those natural materials think of natural shapes so not super strict rigid lines but a little bit more flowy a little bit more natural the sound of water I have fully carpeted apartment right now but I love this idea to like incorporate like a little water fountain or something into your apartment or home that would just sounds sounds like it would be delightful to me colors of nature again like i said use more of those natural colors in in your decorating and then add art and specifically add art that reminds you of nature right i have the art on my wall is either macrame that my mom and i made watercolor paintings that my mom and i painted a photo of like a wave crashing over like you're underwater looking up at the wave that's crashing over it's sick that i got at a at an art fair here Uh, a photo of two humpback whales that I have to hang up on my wall and a picture of (laughs) sea star you guys tell that I like the ocean (laughs) photo of uh an orange ochre star surrounded by a bunch of anemones that my aunt took on the Oregon coast and oh and this one's so good I love it so much it's a it's a poster of like old scientific drawings of like invertebrates so it's got some cephalopods it's got some mollusks it's got the snail shells it's got the like anemone it's so good and it's like kind of the old scientific illustration style i love posters that are like that that are like the old scientific illustration i love it so much if anybody has good suggestions for good like old style scientific illustration posters and things send them my way please because i need all of them I need more. Um, yeah, so those are some basic kind of things that you can try and think of as you're maybe revamping your space or maybe you're moving into a new space or maybe you just want to try and incorporate more biophilic design. But now I will have, I have some recommendations for some plants. And these are all easy plants. I was dog sitting for a week this past week and I left all my plants by my by themselves and they're fine right so easy plants we don't want to like start ourselves off too crazy too ambitious and then like turn ourselves off to the plants because they're not that hard you just got to water them enough and give them the light that they need so 
Snake plant, like I said, great for the air quality, air purification. Easy plants to take care of. They look cool. Snake plant. Gotta love them. Succulents. Succulents are easy. They don't take tons of water and they're just so cute i feel like succulents are just like so cute and little like with their little leaves and stuff my succulent is currently like getting really tall i don't really know what to do about it i thought it was a light thing but it's in the window and it's still doing it maybe i'm watering it too much i don't know any plant experts out there know why my succulent is getting really tall let me know would love to find out i think i can cut it and like propagate it anywho succulents pothos so i mentioned i have a pothos out in the kitchen pothos are also really cool because they kind of like vine and then you can like put the vining trailing stems like all around which is the goal with my pothos but he's not vining super much yet but pothos are easy and fun z plants z plants are very cool looking because they have this like nice long stem and then like the leaves come off with very parallel and um the uh oh my goodness when it's the same on both sides. They're the same on both sides. Like a mirror image. I don't remember what that's called. That. Um, words. I went snorkeling this morning for work. And I'm 95% sure that since I went snorkeling, my brain has been working at like 80% capacity. The, it, it, I don't know what's going on. I think the sun got to me a little bit. I'm not sunburned though, so that's good. Anywho. Z plants. Air plants. Air plants, super easy. They don't even need a pot. They just like sit in the air. And then you put them in the water every so often. Although I have an air plant that I've never put in water. And I got it from outside because it fell. It was I found it on the ground. It fell out of a tree. And so I picked it up. And now it lives in a little jar on my windowsill. And it's cute. Never put it underwater. I think you're supposed to do that every so often. Oops. It's still alive though. Um, spider plants. Spider plants are really fun. They also like make little baby spider plants. They're very cute. Um, and the, all of these next one that I'm saying are pet safe. So that you can get to them. And I don't know. The other ones might, may or may not be. I don't know for sure. But these ones that I'm next saying are for sure safe for your pets. So that you don't have to worry about them accidentally eating something that is bad for them. Um, so spider plants is the first one of those. Ferns. Ferns can be pretty easy as long as you have enough humidity. So maybe get a humidifier or maybe you already live in a humid place. Ferns. Zebra hawthornia. I don't know much about that one. Because I don't have it. But uh safe for pets all of these ones these pet safe ones i don't know tons about them um but i only picked ones that looked cool so you can rest assured that at least to me they looked cool uh the friendship plant i also thought that was such a such a good name the friendship plant also looks cool burrow's tail kind of looks like a tall succulent but with the like blades closer together and the cast iron plant which kind of gives me snake plant vibes but slightly different. So those ones are all pet safe. And those are just some suggestions of some easy plants that you can get. Yeah. And like I said, I'm trying to incorporate this as much as I can. Like when I buy uh, de decorations and like I have, I'm looking at the basket that I store all of my podcast stuff in and it's made out of natural materials. Like I very much go for the natural materials. So yeah, but I, again, live in an apartment. So I have a few plants and I'm just working on this as best I can with what I have. So that's that's what I've got for you guys on biophilic design. Like I said, shorter episode we have today. 
Um, but don't forget if you would like to write a letter to the ocean, a love letter to the ocean, or just a letter saying what you would like to the ocean and send it to me at, um, my email, which I will link in the description. It's deepblueworld1 at gmail.com. Send me your letter or even better, send me a recording of you reading your letter for by May 22nd for the World Oceans Day episode that I'm working on putting together. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see and read all of the letters that people send me. So I'm excited for those to start coming through. Go ahead and follow on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. They're all at Oceans of Hope Pod. I have a fun TikTok that my best friend and I worked on yesterday that I need to edit and then we'll put it up, um, which we'll be hinting at another future episode that I will do with her which is fun. So follow us on the Instagram. I have stickers available on the website still if you would like to purchase and support. My website is jordanforay.com. I will also link that. And those are all the plugs. Your action item for today is to incorporate one little piece of biophilic design into your space. That could be getting one plant. That could be getting one new piece of art that reminds you of outside. That could be using a natural color. It could be swapping something out for a natural fiber, natural shape. Could be opening your windows more. Opening your blinds every morning to let that sun shine in. You know, easy things. So do one thing for biopillic design in your space and have a lovely day. And that's all I've got for you. Bye-bye. <laughs>